finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Inflation Hedges with Kathy Pfefferhahn. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we will create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Inflation is targeted by the feds to keep it in a range of 2% per year, but the last 12 months it has risen at 5.4%. Of course, we've seen it rising in our gas prices, food prices, and even the housing market with interest rates going up. I'll discuss with you ways to save on all of these as well as investing options that work during high inflation periods. There's not too much you can do about the price of gas, but there are some tips for saving money on gas. Don't fill up right before a holiday weekend when prices are higher. Combine trips and errands and plan out your route so that you can minimize those trips. The different octanes cost different amounts, so confirm what the lowest octane your vehicle can take is. Right now might be a good time to use it. And of course, getting an electric or hybrid vehicle might be a good choice right now as well. Keep your car in good condition by maintaining the proper air pressure in your tires and changing your oil regularly. Clean oil reduces the amount of heat your engine produces, which wears the engine down, while low tire pressure makes steering less responsive, but it also creates a higher rolling resistance by putting more surface area of your tire on the road, and that reduces fuel economy. It also puts undue pressure on the outer edge of the tire, meaning that those will need to be replaced more often as well. Keep your vehicle cleaned out so you're not carrying extra weight around, which uses more gas. In fact, taking off any roof racks that you're not using on a regular basis will help because it diminishes wind resistance and uses less gas. You can grab apps that track gas prices near you so that you can find the lowest price. Some of those include GoFar and Mile IQ, so you should take a look at which one you like best and find what works for you. Use your GPS to make sure you're going the most direct route or avoiding traffic for unnecessary miles. You can ask your gas station if paying cash will lower the price per gallon. Companies pay a percent of your sale to use any credit card, so they might very well be willing to pass that on in savings to you if you're using cash. Finally, save money in gas by staying under the speed limit and at a consistent rate of speed so that your engine doesn't have to work harder. Cruise control is great for this. To save money on groceries, if you shop at just one store, be sure and use their loyalty card for discounts and use a credit card that gives you a percent back on your groceries. This is pretty profitable because it can be anywhere from 2 to 6% if you use just one credit card. Coupons can also be a great way to save if you use that brand, but be careful what it's for because it's not often for the best priced item. So even with a coupon, that's no savings. Wholesale food clubs can also provide savings, but if you're buying more than you need, that's not an advantage. They also have the danger of buying other items when you're at these places, and the membership also has a cost, so consider that when deciding about joining a warehouse store if you're not already a member. Creating a list and shop only what's on that list is a terrific way to curb spending, and look for sale flyers before heading out is another way to save money and help you plan your meals for the week. 
Buying cheese and shredding it yourself will save money. Slicing veggies or making your own salads instead of buying those prepackaged items will help as well. Store brands cost less than brand names, and often they're actually even made by the big brand name companies. They do this because they don't have to spend money on advertising. Consumer Reports found that store brands cost up to 27% less than brand names. Try at least one store brand a trip, and I think you'll find yourself buying more and more of these. Although it's a small savings, bring your own bags. If you're charged for them, this will also help save money over time. For more tips on saving money on your groceries, listen to one of our top episodes called Meal Planning, Episode 50. The Federal Reserve, or the Fed, has been raising interest rates to try and slow down inflation, and that is raising mortgage rates. Housing prices have been rising since 2019 as people started looking for larger homes since we were staying home. At that time, rates dropped to just around 2%, and now they are up as high as round as 5 That's 5% of the home's price. So if your home you're looking to buy is $500,000, that comes to $305,000 in interest over 30 years. So shopping around for the lowest interest rate or even putting off buying a home might be the right thing right now. Buying stocks right now when stock prices are down might seem silly. We want our stock prices to rise. But when the prices are dropping on companies that you feel are worthy of your money, this is the exact same thing as buying an item on sale that you've been waiting for. International stocks are options right now, as well as other countries, because they don't move along with the U.S. markets. You can look for companies that you're interested in buying or buy exchange-traded funds or ETFs to diversify and add international companies to your portfolio. REITs, real estate investment trusts, are sold on the stock market like company stock is, but it includes many properties like commercial businesses, residential and rental properties, and industrial real estate. These, if they're purchased outright, are going to tie up your money in an illiquid way, while buying a REIT is a liquid way because you're buying it and selling it on the stock market. The U.S. Treasury also sells bonds called TIPS, which stands for Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, that are designed to increase in value and keep pace with inflation, unlike typical bonds. These are set to the Consumer Price Index and are reset according to this index. You can purchase these for 5, 10, and 30-year maturities, but they can lose money if you sell them before the maturity date, so make sure you're ready for your money to be tied up for that period of time. The longer you buy a maturity date, 30 years, for example, versus 5, the more interest you'll get on it. A final option is to buy secured bank loans because they're a business that has success during high inflation periods. These two can be bought as ETFs, allowing you to have many financial institution bank loan obligations. You can imagine as people are getting more loans, banks are willing to help share the profit and loss on those loans. So consider these or do some research into them as well. Episode 46, Millionaire Habits, has great ideas for investing. And episode 43, Gold and Silver, do as well for these challenging times because Sometimes people feel like that gold and silver is a good option during inflation. Keeping these strategies in mind when buying food, gas, or purchasing a home will help you keep a lid on your inflation costs. While looking into diversifying your portfolio to make it a little more safe during high interest times will keep money you've already invested growing for you. This is Kathy Pfefferhahn. Thanks for listening to Finances and Inflation Hedges. I know you chose to listen and I'm grateful. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.